If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It is Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It is a special Tuesday edition. Myself and Mr. Tim McLeod are here talking about yesterday's crush at 4 o'clock of all of the trades that were made and the trades that were not made. I think it's just as fascinating as the trades that were not made and the teams that were not involved as to those players that were traded and those players who teams who are actually involved in trades but before, before we get started just let's welcome the great tim mccloud tim how are you i am just doing uh, great rich uh, yourself good you're hearing jingling in the background everyone so that is my dog frankie uh, Frankie loves to, to roam around him as i'm doing this podcast oh, okay. so that's what you always hear the jingling for Oh, okay. No, I thought what it was is uh, an invite to Santa Claus. Okay, for my uh, to pick out my present for the Tyler Chatwood recommendation. <laughs> oh, very well played. So, so I'll show you, Tim. I'll turn my camera on so you can see. Uh, Frankie always uh, sits right on my shoulder. You see her. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so in the microphone, you can see it's about four inches away. So that's uh, yeah. that, that's what we got. <laughs> uh, who owns who, uh, Rich? <laughs> well, she's sweet, so she owns – so, uh, yeah, she owns me. So that's for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, Timmy, what, what, did, what did you think of yesterday? Uh, it was fascinating. I, I loved it. Uh I thought there were going to be moves. Uh, I didn't think there would be that many by some teams. I thought there were going to be more by others. There were players that I would have bet my life were going to get moved that didn't. Uh, it was a fascinating day. Like I said, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it was as exciting as 
a normal trade trade deadline sort of day. Maybe even more exciting in some regards. Rich. I I I'm right there with you. But let me ask you a geeky question. Like, how yeah. did you experience the three to four o'clock hour? Right, where you knew things were become fast and furious. What websites did you have up? Were you on Twitter? Were I mean, were you watching television? I mean, what what were you doing? Um, I was on Twitter. Okay. I had the Facebook page up. Okay, so uh, who on Twitter were you following? Uh, basically anybody, uh, anybody who came up. But one of the guys that I follow on a regular basis, I, fo- I follow all the beat reporters. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that. It's a good place to start, and I'd highly recommend everybody doing the same. But Craig Mish would post a lot, and Craig Mish is very, very accurate from Miami. Mm-hmm. So, so again. Uh, you know, I, I was following Twitter. You know, stuff was coming up on the Facebook page as it was happening. Uh, uh, the TV was on. I was watching the Jays game. Okay. And they were making an announcement. Uh, things were breaking, I think, through the, through the tube quicker than anywhere pretty well. Yeah. It, it was it's coming up right, right, right away, uh, especially with Toronto being as active as they were. Uh, you know, there was a fair bit coming up there and analysis. So that was basically it for me, a combination of the Facebook page, Twitter, and having the television on. I was sort of bebopping all over the place and having fun with it. Yeah, so I had, had TV on, but I didn't have baseball. I just had the business news in the background so I could glance over and see if I was broke yet. So that was first thing. As as you I, and I are retired, that's a very important thing. Am I broke yet? No. Okay, good. Let's keep going. I, I live in a socialist state, so I'm okay. The government will support me. Oh, Rich. okay. Weapons okay. comes to worse, so, you know. Okay. I had my iPad open to the MLB network uh, mm-hmm. because I'm too cheap, Tim, to, since we're only here in New Jersey three months out of the year, to get the MLB network, you have to pay another, like, thirty dollars a month for cable so i actually watch it on my ipad so uh if you're wondering the cheapness of me that's that's where it begins and ends and then i had twitter up and i just follow rosenthal and passen during the uh the trade deadline because they're going to get it first or second hand and they're they're posting all the time and uh so that's and i think i and then i I was on mlb trade rumors a lot i i like that site because i think they give a a nice summary of what happens and uh kind of a time chronology so so um mlb network on watching buck shawalter who tim you know, you and I know more than Buck Walter. I'm convinced that that guy is just, they, I don't know why they have him on, but that's enough discussion in Twitter and MLB trade rumors. That was, that's how I did it. Yeah. I'm still waiting for A-Rod to get a call right with his ana- analysis as well. <laughs> that's true. Every, every time A-Rod makes a statement about, you know, the guy's going to bunt or he's going to hit here or do this or that, he, he's he's wrong like 95% of the time, Rich. It's, I, uh, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I mean, it, call me in the minority and you can call me names if you want. I kind of like A-Rod on the Sunday night broadcast. I think he sounds reasonably smart. Yeah, I, I, I rather enjoy him, too. I, but again, he's got to get a little bit more right. Like, yeah. come on. It, I was uh, really pulling for him and J-Lo. I truly was to to be in the ownership of the Mets. And he was actually, I don't know if you heard, maybe you didn't, but I, I, I knew for, he was actually, um, his general manager would have been Jeff Luno. 
So, <laughs> how about that? Ooh. I don't know if that's breaking that news or not. Maybe I shouldn't have. I might have to go and edit that out. But that's that was. <laughs> I would have. Uh, I would have liked it just for the commercial breaks because we probably would have seen Dancing with the Stars type material, right, uh, on a regular basis. That's J Lo's thing, isn't it? They're one of those dancing shows. So uh, I don't know. She's yeah. a big time. But I, I, I think as a long-suffering Mets fans, and if you live up here in the Northeast in the New York area. You pretty much have one on every corner. I think they're anybody but the Wilpons. That's that's pretty much yeah. where they they are. So Steve Cohen has got a lot of money. He's going to buy the team, probably overpay. Maybe they'll do a Miami Marlins and uh, you know and and have to cut cut payroll, but hopefully not. Hopefully they'll spend freely. Well, uh, I saw something came up uh, this morning, if I'm not mistaken, about uh, Cohen dropping his bid by. A quarter of a billion dollars, I think it was. Yeah, Cohen bid for Mets, 250 mil less than previous bid. Yeah, that's good negotiation by the Wilpons, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do have a history of being financially... Wizards? Is that the right way of <laughs> Exactly. We'll give. We'll. I'll give you three billion dollars for the team. No, nah, no, nah, I want more. Okay, I'll give you two and a half billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> it's like sold. <laughs> sold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would hire them as my financial advisors, even with my, uh, even with my government assistance. Rich, no, I can't see it happening. Buck Showalter, when he they they would go to him as like the they would switch to a different studio and he would be there with um, a couple of other guys. They would be breaking down players. And I think they were talking about Jonathan VR who played for Buck Showalter and his brilliant analysis to me. He said, you know, you know something about Jonathan VR and you get on the edge of your seat because you're expecting, you know, some detailed breakdown. He's just a ball player. I'm like, oh, great. That's helpful. <laughs> He's yeah. just a ball player. I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's very, very helpful for me. And the people who watch MLB Network, Timmy, are they're big-time fans, right? They want you – know, it's just not like watching, you know, casual stuff like World Series thing where you might say that and a, a casual fan would go, oh, okay, I think I know what that means, but – I think people watching in the middle of the day at the deadline want to know something a little bit more detailed than he's a ball player. Well, yeah, I would like to ask him a question. Well, do you, what do you think the possibility is that Trevor Rosenthal warms up for four innings in a playoff game, Buck? <laughs> it's true. Or uh, so why is Dylan Bundy all of a sudden having success? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my uh, first I... question. I, I think between the two of us, we're, we're doing an interview, uh, Rich, and I, and I think it'll last about half a sentence from each of us, and then we'll hear, click. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I am not a uh, Buckshaw Walter fan, just like you're not a Rob Manford fan. He's he's yeah. a guy that I hope never manages another Major League Baseball team because he has destroyed players' careers. And uh, I know for a fact, because I do work for, for agents, Tim, That's yeah, and I yes. know – what they tell me about certain things. And I know Buck Showalter, you get some of these guys talking whose, whose players played for him. It's mm-hmm. ugly, man. It is, it is ugly. 
uh, very, well, very difficult like, conversations. <laughs> so, yeah, If he ends up running a team, you will obviously see certain players not interested in playing, right? Uh, that is that is for sure. That is for sure. But, yeah. Sammy, let's get started, my friend, because okay. we, we got – I don't know how exactly how this is going to go, but we'll go for a few minutes, and if, if we like the format, we'll keep it up. If we don't, we will change it around. Um, so – Tell me, you, you talked about how you went about doing it and that you really liked it. I mean, if you were to, like, boil it down, the the trade deadline, were you surprised of the teams that were involved? Um, no. Uh, I, I really wasn't. I, I was surprised at the Miami and Marlins, a couple of the moves that the Marlins made. But I had a, I had a feeling after... What we saw from the Jays, you know, looking at Taiwan Walker and Vogelbach, you know, in the prior week, I I had a feeling the Jays were going to do something. I didn't know what, but I figured they would try and do something, and I was happy with what they did. I figured the Padres would do something as well, mm-hmm. but I didn't think they'd rebuild their whole team. Yeah, but if you look at this, amazing. Timmy, I've sorted it by team. I, I gave you a spreadsheet with yeah. the notes in it. It's right. the Padres and the Blue Jays. That's it. I mean, they're, they're the ones that made all the moves. Yeah, pretty much. Oakland made a couple couple moves that I think are interesting, a couple tweaks. They, I, they, I don't they, know. Made a, they made a couple of minor tweaks. Yeah, but they... Uh, I, gave least... myself, I gave myself a rim shot, Tim, just so you know. Mike okay. Miner. Uh, That's pretty good. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not bad. Yeah, I'll what give do you mean a... not bad? They made a couple minor moves, and Mike Miner was one. Of, that is a Tim. You would be laughing if you would have said it. So <laughs> maybe you had a plan, yeah, but I but I didn't, Rich. So. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's my harsh side coming through. I've only had two cups of coffee this morning. Right. Tim, note self, get get more coffee in you. <laughs> the Reds are a puzzle. I don't know what the Reds are doing. Yeah. I don't know what the Mets were doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, why are the Mets <laughs> buying? The Cubs addressed some needs, which is, you know, that's okay. You know, no big names there. but No Yankees? They got, no, I mean, the break. I mean, Tommy Malone is their big move? Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what is happening uh, in Atlanta. That really, really shocked me. They need a, they need a starting pitcher in the worst of ways. And they've got the offense. They've got a good team. Uh, hey, Ian Anderson going to take him to the promised land? Well, he might. I wish them all the best with it. And this isn't to downgrade Ian Anderson as, as a pitcher or a person. But, man, they need another starting pitcher. And Lance Lynn's still sitting in Texas. That makes no sense, Tim. That that surprised me. It wasn't so surprised at Joey Gallo, but you got to move Lance Lynn. Well, yeah, now they, they still have the off season and they've got them for another year. But now all of a sudden, if they want a top return on Lance Lynn, they're forced into moving him before spring training. Because the second the season starts uh, next year, his value drops significantly. Yeah. You know, you just the the time the time comes into play. You you know, with each game he pitches, that's one less he's pitching for your team. So, yeah, I, I was shocked at Lance Lynn. I, you know, and I, I don't know what uh, I don't know what Texas was asking for Lynn. 
Yeah, but clearly they didn't get what they thought he he was worth, and I guess think yeah. they can get more in the off season. Well, good luck. Well, yeah, I, I wish them all the best with that. The New York Yankees shocked me. Yeah, they really did. They, you know, a, a bullpen arm. Hey, and you you know what? Don't tell me that bullpen arms weren't available. Uh, the Padres added about five. Okay, the Tampa Bay Rays right now, their bullpen is decimated. They didn't pick up anybody to help them out in their pen. The Yankees need a starting pitcher. And, you know, hey, is, uh, you know, Garcia and Clark Schmidt, are they going to be the answers? They're going to have to be. They're going to have to be because you can't you can't get anybody. I mean, it's over. It's done. That's there's no no moss. That's it. Yeah. So, again, I was shocked that the Yankees took that. took that approach and the twin and the twins who were fighting for a playoff spot tim didn't do anything no they didn't do a whole heck of a lot uh, but again they've got pineda coming back yeah, okay so you know they don't need anything for their offense the the, the, Ast- the astros did nothing yeah that one i didn't I really didn't expect the Astros to do a whole heck of a but lot. But their window is, is it, it might have closed. I mean, I think yeah. at, at the end of this year, I think unless uh, unless Forrest Whitley is, can put it together and get healthy, it might be past tense. It might be closed. Well, George Springer, in all likelihood, won't be back, right? No. Uh-uh. Uh, so, you know, do they really, you know, they're going to need a leadoff bat? And mm-hmm. Springer's a huge, uh, huge hit for them. So I sort of understand what happened in Houston. Uh, I think they're believing that at this point in time, they don't have that much to give up. I think they're just going to go with the flow and do as best they can with what they can. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the Phillies, the the Phillies didn't do anything. Well, they added a bullpen arm or two, I think, uh, and they they don't they need starting pitching. Don't they need a starter? Well, they've obviously decided that uh, Mr. Howard is going to be be the man, and uh, after his last start, uh, they're putting a fair bit of stock in Zach Eflin. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me let me let me tell you the um, the Atlanta Braves starting rotation. Max Fried. Okay, yeah, good, good, nice, so, good, good number yeah. three starter. It's good. Uh, Ian Anderson, one good start. Uh, Josh Tomlin, <laughs> okay. Robbie Erlin, Tommy Malone. Mm-hmm. I mean, does Cole Hamels come back? I, you know, he was on the forty-five yeah. day DIL. Maybe he comes back. That's it, Tim. Yeah. Bryce Wilson, uh, the um, Kyle Wright. I mean, those guys haven't been good enough. No, that they haven't. Uh, and you look at that offense, and the offense is certainly good enough. Yep, it surely and, is, and deep enough. So I, uh, the only thing that I can see is that uh, Alex Anthopoulos did not want to part with one of Christian Pache or Drew Waters. And I think that was probably the reason that they didn't add pitching is because my guess is Texas said, that's who we want. And Anthopolis said, no, you're not getting them. So Texas said, okay, fine. Yeah, they might have. But once we we break down the Clevenger deal, 
I mean, there there is no Pache, there is no Drew Waters in there. There there's there's nobody at that at that caliber in there. No, but there's a whole lot of really interesting prospects with For really sure. great upside. For so, sure. Yeah, yeah, I heard a lot of a lot of negative about the Clevenger deal. Yeah, I like that deal for Cleveland. I, Look, I, I, like I, I was I was pretty well. verbose on on Twitter as people were like naysaying, and I'm like, "Look, it's a, it's a philosophy. They decided to go with with volume, and it's not just all volume. It's it's not the Garrett Cole trade, you know, where Pittsburgh got uh, Musgrove and Moran and somebody else. You know, they went for three for one. They got some really good prospects and players." Well, yeah, Quantrill and Naylor can help them out right now. Okay, now, we're not talking superstars here, but we're also talking two fairly young players that have upside potential. And I love the three kids they got, uh, Arias, Cantillo, and Owen Miller. Uh, Owen Miller could be the starting second baseman going into next year, couldn't he? Yeah, let, let's break it down. So it was Mike Clevenger and Greg Allen, which is interesting. Uh, for Josh Naylor, Austin Hedges, Cal Contrell, uh, Gabriel Arias, uh, Joey Katia, and Owen Miller. Naylor, Hedges, and Quantrell are major league players at the moment. I'm not. I do not like Josh Naylor at all. I don't like the character. I don't like the player. He's a big hulking guy that uh, doesn't have a position. He's he's if if anybody's if you don't ever see him play, this is a guy who really can't play the office. I'm not a fan of him. Austin Hedge is probably the best defensive catcher in baseball. And if you think about it, Timmy, and Cleveland's all about pitching, why not bring the best defensive catcher in baseball and have him start there? I don't think that's well, a yeah. bad idea. No, I don't think it's a bad idea at all, uh, especially with the emphasis on pitching in Cleveland. Uh, you know, hey, the, the bat is not going to be there with Austin Hedges, but Cleveland doesn't really care, do they? Yeah, well, they do That's, need some. They, I'm surprised they didn't add an outfielder. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, uh, maybe they're going to look. Uh, they're going to look to the alternate site and get Zimmer back up there. Or maybe yeah. they'll bring the kid back up. Mercado? Mercado, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not like they don't have any options, okay, uh, at the alternate site. They do have some. They're not they're not great options, but maybe what was ailing Mercado earlier in the year has been resolved. I, maybe they can work I, I think I think it was totally unfair. The guy had forty five plate appearances. He got yeah. started. He got to start off slow. He could have been nicked up. I mean, who knows? You don't. Yeah. You can't give a guy forty-five plate appearances and then and just say, "Well, he doesn't have it anymore." After arguably one of their top players last year. Well, exactly. So I think we're going to see him back. Uh, Naylor. The the problem with Naylor is they got Framil Reyes, right? Yeah. Well, how many DHs can you have? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Josh Naylor. I encourage everybody to go look at the internet, look at the antics he's done in the clubhouse. Yeah. He is not, um, by all reports, a good person. Yeah, I, I, again, uh, yeah. There's some but, real makeup issues there. I don't know, I, I just have a problem. I have a problem with yeah. guys like that, that, people in society that are allowed to make millions of dollars potentially and go around like 
doing stupid shit. <laughs> I don't like yeah. it. I mean, it, yeah. it annoys no, me. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to debate that one with you. I, I share your thoughts. The three kids, though. Oh, wait a minute. Can we talk Cal Quantrill? Yeah, sure we can. He goes to Cleveland, and we know what Cleveland does with pitchers. Uh, Quantrill's yes. got a good arm. First round draft yeah, pick. Does. I mean, yeah. if he's available in a dynasty league, don't you go pick him up just because of what Cleveland has done to pitchers? If Josh Tomlin was still in Cleveland, I'd probably pick him up, Rich. Josh Tomlin didn't pitch all that poorly in Cleveland, by the way. No, no, he, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he hasn't pitched as well since he left. But no. basically, in a nutshell, what I'm saying is, yeah, there's there's upside potential. He's, what, 24, 25 years old? Yeah, yeah. When, uh, did, I, when, did, when did Clevenger start showing promise? I don't know. That's a good question. He, he, was, old, he was older. He's... Uh, I, I bet you he didn't start really showing anything till he was 26. Does, does Clevenger have the worst delivery in baseball? It is bizarre. Uh, I, mean, I, I sort of – right now, Johnny Cueto is probably my favorite. Okay, yeah, that's true. But it, it's this it's, it's this bizarre, like, leg kick at the end. Like he's, I don't know, warming up for a – a kick and kickball or something it's bizarre well yeah it, it, yeah it, it's definitely he's marching to the beat of his own drummer yeah there, there's no doubt about that but you know cueto's got that you know quick pitch uh you know he'll throw all over the place i saw the one pitch where he's doing like the stork move from the karate kid okay yeah. he's got his leg up in the air and he's holding it and he pumps it again while it's up in the air and the batter's sort of looking at him like what planet are you on hey eh? so I, I again i'm I'm gonna give johnny my vote for uh most unorthodox on a regular basis award but uh yeah it, it's it's hard for me to own guys like uh, chris sale and clevenger because they just those i mean the violence in their delivery is so severe that it's remarkable that they're able to do what they're able to do i mean it's just incredible athleticism that they can do the things they can do on the mound but he's going to have an arm problem at some point you don't put that much kinetic energy into that uh where everything kind of comes back in the shoulder and arm hold up his entire career i just it didn't with sale eventually he broke so uh you would think the same thing's gonna happen with clevenger at some point yeah i think that's a fairly safe bet and when it does break it's gonna break good (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's not gonna be uh, a slight sprain i don't think not with the violence violence in that delivery but he's one of the best pitchers in baseball and you know and i think the san diego has got and we'll talk about them in a minute, but let's talk about the other the, the three kids. You want to talk about Arias, Cantia, like and kids. Miller. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, you got two 20-year-olds, and you got Owen Miller. And I really think Owen Miller has a good chance to break camp as the everyday second baseman next year in Cleveland. And, again, I, I occasionally listen. I do more reading than listening, and I know you're bullish on Owen Miller. Uh, the two kids, I'll let you elaborate there because that's uh, that's your baby, Rich. Yeah, so Owen Miller, I like. Uh, he's not a star, but no, he's 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 going to be a guy who's a hit first, second baseman, some power 
a little bit of speed, but he's going to hit. And he's going to be a guy that will be very interesting from a fantasy standpoint because he could bat 280 with a 350 on base percentage with a little speed and pop. And playing a second base, which is always not, I mean, it's always kind of hard to find. I think he's interesting. Uh, yep. Arias, he's got he's got he's got two hole potential, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, old two hole potential, new two hole yeah. potential is well, your best player on the team is there, right? Well, so that's where Mike Trout yeah. bats. I know you disagree with that, but the metrics the metrics say that that's where you should bat them to get him get them more um, opportunities because I think throughout a season they get what thirty five more plate appearances batting second. Then they do batting third, and you've got a guy in front of them. So that's that's the logic for doing that. But I get it. You don't like that. Yeah. Arias uh, is very athletic. He's going to be a very, very good uh, shortstop. And of all of these guys, he's the guy that's got the most upside. He is, uh, I mean, I, I want to say star potential. Um, but he could also flame out because there's no guarantee he's going to hit. But he can definitely pick it at short. He's got good speed, really good speed, and I think he's going to develop power. Does he hit enough? That's what we've got to find out. And I wish he would have stayed in the Padres organization because I think they develop hitters a little bit better than Cleveland does, i.e. look at their team. <laughs> so they don't have a lot of guys that can hit, but I, I do like the player. And Katia is an, a really good arm. It was their first-round draft pick last year um, and well thought of coming out of the draft. So he's an interesting guy that, again, if he's available in dynasty leagues, he might be a guy that you go out and grab just because now he's in the Cleveland organization. Well, yeah. Is uh, Arias the replacement for Francisco Lindor? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's first of all, there's, it's going to be tough to replace Francisco Lindor, uh, but they're going to have to because he's not going to – I can't imagine him resigning with the Cleveland Indians. I don't think they'll have enough money because he could break the bank. Yep. Um, you know, he could. And, and you know, and it's – if you look back at their – when Francis, Francisco Lindor was coming up, no uh-huh. one saw the power that he developed. No. Nobody. I think I think twenty home runs was uh, the right. number I was looking at. I think that was pretty well the norm in the industry. I think you mentioned the same thing, right? Yeah, twenty so, home run, twenty five stolen base. Yeah, he was a, a guy that you thought would steal some bases, develop some average power at best, but could hit and play great defense. Yep. So all of that is true with Arias, except can he hit enough? Right? Because mm-hmm. I think Lindor is a better hitter. But I think it's probably the guy. I mean, they've got some pretty good shortstops and, you know, guys that are talented in the Cleveland organization. So uh, so there there could be some opportunities, but I think Arias brings them the highest uh, defensive upside. So, yeah. So, I yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, they got a, they got some good shortstops sitting in the minor leagues. Yeah, the, the thing I like about it is I think Cleveland could have looked at per se a higher a higher end prospect okay mm-hmm. i and i think they could have got that prospect for clevenger but i like the fact that they're hedging their bets with three prospects that could all develop okay and there's no guarantees you know your top your big big three i gave you i gave you a rim shot on hedging their bets by the way just so you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, you laughed. You laughed. You never laughed at my mind. I didn't. I didn't even think of it as a pun. I just said it. 
Yeah, no, that was totally, yeah, okay. That's I didn't just, that's that just Tim being Tim. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but what do you want? Do you, do you want, you, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the big guy, okay? You're not going to get that pitching prospect. That isn't going to happen. But, you know, are is Cleveland better off going with Quantrill and Hedges plus those three younger players or going with one big name? You know, what I, mean? I, I sort of like what Cleveland has done with going with the upside that, you know, hey, they could they, all three of those kids could be everyday players. Mm-hmm. None of them could be. But I, I like the gamble they're taking with the three as compared to, say, getting one prospect a little bit higher on the list. What are your thoughts about that? The two different approaches? Well, let's let's think. Let's think. Well, let's take a quick break. And this, let me let me think through this with you, because I think we should take a look at maybe some of the teams that were going after Clevenger and who they would have offered. And mm. then it, you might have back then back into why they went with the deal they did. But let's uh, let's take a break. Can we get back? Let's finish the conversation. Sounds good, Rich. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So you would think, Timmy, that all the big boys would have been vying for Clevenger, which would be Atlanta, the Yankees, the Dodgers, perhaps. Mm. Um, Houston, let's call yeah, it. Yeah, maybe Houston. perhaps. Yeah. So if you think about it, what was floated was um, Drew Waters, right? Okay. From the Braves, right? So that was their yeah. guy. So it probably Drew Waters plus probably a top 30 type of prospect and maybe a flyer. 
Yeah. I mean, Drew Waters a nice player. Has a chance to be, you know, very, very good outfielder. But that's just one guy. So you take that. You're taking that shot with him. The Dodgers yep. aren't going to give you anybody. They're only going to give you guys they don't want. So I don't know why anybody would trade with the Dodgers, right? So, <laughs> so you got to believe. No, it's that's probably they're not. The Yankees can't give you Schmidt. They're not going to give you Debbie Garcia because they they need those guys. I doubt that Jason Dominguez has enough juice to to be the lead player in that because he's 17 years old, right? It's, he's not Juan DeFranco. When Juan DeFranco, and talking, was, yeah, and you're talking Clint Frazier. That's right. Off. Which yeah. which which by the way, Cleveland drafted him, and they they've already traded him once. So you rarely ever see a guy come back in a trade because. You, you trade a guy for a reason, so <laughs> exactly, yeah. A decision was already made, and should you trade back for somebody, it might be uh, an indication that you screwed up when you traded him away, right? They, and nobody likes to look silly, right? Now Minnesota had enough uh, enough stuff to to make the deal but you know they were reported not wanting to get rid of Alex Kirilov he's he's in the same realm of Drew Waters kind of similar kind of prospect Royce Lewis depending if he, he fixes a swing or not could be better than all of those he might have been a nice lead guy they also had some really good pitchers in Jordan Belasovich who I like a lot he might have been a guy that could have led that deal but the Padres, Timmy, they're not going to give you Mackenzie Gore. They're not going to give you Luis Patino. So nope. my guess is they would have given you Luis Capiano, who's a nice little catching prospect. And maybe they would have given you um, like a Hudson Head or a Owen Miller as the second guy. I mean, to me, I would have taken, even though I don't like Josh Naylor, he's got value. Hedges kind of has more value than people think because of his defensive ability, right? And I bet you, I bet you a hundred dollars, they think they can fix Cal Quantra to make him a serviceable starter and not a, just a bullpen arm. And if he's a bullpen arm, that's it. So I think that's why they did it, Timmy. That would be my guess. Well, yeah, and you know what you've got with Austin Hedges, which is a very good defensive catcher. You don't know how this kid in San Diego is going to develop. Wasn't Francisco Mejia the next best thing? Yeah, and, and he's you know? he's nowhere now because they've they they now have. We're just going to get to that in a minute. They they got their catcher of the future and third year old Austin Nola. Well, yeah, and you know what also is amazing, Rich, is we have now been talking for thirty five minutes and we've covered one trade. <laughs> yeah, this, the, there, there's two big trades, right? So this is the, the big one. This is this is the big one, and then the the other one is is very interesting. The other one's fascinating to me. But I I I tweeted out after I think it was the great John Dean was very upset <laughs> that that uh, Padres didn't get us or the I'm sorry Cleveland get it didn't get as much, and they said there was a pl- player to me be named later and i said maybe it's tatis jr right <laughs> maybe he's and then i looked at it and i go you know this is not this is not as bad i mean again there's nobody ever gets traded that's a can't miss player you you, you know you, you know if they would have gotten drew waters i mean who's to say he's going to be you know uh, a top 30 player in baseball there, there's no guarantee on that so no. you get yourself you know six shots on goal here with uh these six guys that came across well, yeah, I'll take I'll take the three kids, Quantrill and Hedges, uh, before I'll take a shot on Waters. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and be very happy to do it because odds are good that one, if not two of, the, of those players are going to provide you long-term value. Yep. And just so everybody knows, Drew Waters, uh, Pache, uh, Mackenzie Gore, these guys are all nearly untouchable because they, they've got six, seven years of team control. They're super good. <laughs> and teams just aren't going to – they're not going to trade them. They're, they're just yeah. not going to. So guys that get traded are – Maybe Gabriel Arias, who might be a top 100 prospect next year, and that's that's who you're going to get. Well, yeah, you know, the Padres are not parting with Mackenzie Gore, much the same as Houston didn't part with Forrest Whitley. Which maybe for exactly a, maybe the there's same. a life lesson in there, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you, you know what? There's no guarantees that Mackenzie right. Gore or Casey Mize. Or Ian, and there's no guarantees any of these elite pitching prospects will ever fulfill their potential. And Forrest Whitley's a prime example. But guess what? You're still not getting Forrest Whitley. You know, you're, you're not getting him in a trade. Nope. It's just not going to happen. The, the new math, Tim, is all about team control, and it's about the value of the player. And the Cleveland is looking that Clevenger cost them, what, $4.5 million this year. It was going to cost them a lot in the next two years of arbitration. They couldn't re-sign them. So yep. they got all of this team control of, you know, let out of these sixes, if two of them develop into major league regulars, then they trade and that major league regular is $10 million a year player. I mean, that's that's pretty good value. So you trade at Clevenger who was going to cost you 20 to $25 million over the next two years. You got maybe 60 to $80 million of value. It's not bad. Well, no, you, you got, you got seven years out of three of them and probably five, six out of uh, the other two and hedges. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of potential, uh, really good returns coming there. So I, I'm entire, you know, when I saw it and I saw all the negative, uh, all the negative feedback coming out, I, I, I was I was excited for Cleveland. I think they did really, really well. I, I'm happy with the deal. And by the way, Greg Allen is not a zero. Greg Allen's a fifth outfielder, the good defensive outfielder that you know the, the, you know, the Padres can pull him in, you know, eighth or ninth inning to spell somebody. And uh, I mean, he'll mm-hmm. get a handful of at bats. He's not a zero. It's close oh, to no. a zero, but he's not a zero. <laughs> Greg Allen will be a fine injury sub and late inning yep. replacement on defense. And uh, again, a smart play by the Padres. Yep. Remember, guys, this is baseball. This isn't fantasy baseball, right? There's a big difference in how the defense plays a big role. And most importantly, it's the money that takes a, that plays a big role. And most of us, we don't. I don't play in any salary cap leagues. When and I have in the past. When you do, man, the money plays such a big factor in the fantasy games. It's even more important at the, in the real game. Yeah, I uh, I have a sub draft tonight in uh, a salary cap league, and believe you me, the game changes drastically when you start start talking. 15 keepers and you can hold minor leaguers for a buck indefinitely and uh, the game changes very very quickly uh, rich it really does it's a lot of fun but it's also a very very different game a couple of uh, fantasy questions for you tim um and we've talked a lot of fantasy already but let's talk about clevenger's value 
I mean, San Diego, they, they've changed the outfield around a little bit. They put a big sign up that's made it a little bit more hitter-friendly, but it's still a pitcher's ballpark. Does this value go up a little bit out in San Diego? Um, I would say marginally yes, because, you know, with that offense, he's going to get run support, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, when you compare the offense he's going to as compared to the one he left, there's no comparison. So, yeah, his value has to increase if he pitches the same, simply because he should garner more wins. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, 100%. I think that's, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I think his value really goes up next year, assuming health and so forth that, and, and draft boards. I, I think he becomes a must-draft must top-five kind of pitcher, 6 seven, Yeah. Well, yeah, and look at, you know, hey, San Diego had the pieces to give up. But San Diego now has uh, two years of Clevenger to go along with their young pitching. Mackenzie Gore will be will be up at some point in time. Paddock's a good you know a yep. good pitcher. All of a sudden, San Diego has vaulted themselves for the next at least two years, three years. They've they've vaulted themselves into World Series contender. I think their window just opened. I don't know if they have enough to get past the Dodgers, but their window now is six to seven years, right? Because it's it's all yeah. sitting there. They got Tatis, who is the heart and soul of that team. He's yeah. got so he, two years up, so he's got five more years of team control, um, and they're set. I mean, so you, the, they're when they're going to be plowing it. I think they're going to compete for the next five to six years. Well, you got Grisham for six. I think you got Hosmer and Machado for four each. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw in the 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 other pieces. Uh, yeah, the the Padres are in really good shape, and uh, I would have to right now, simply because of the Dodgers' history, I would have to put the Padres as the favorite in the NL right now. I I still think the Dodgers are going to find a way to lose it. Yeah, boy, that, that I don't know, Tim. That team's really really good. It's really good, but I see something with the Padres that they just have that spark, that enthusiasm. Maybe it's, you know, it's Tatis, Tatis and Grisham and, you know, some of those younger players. And there's sort of like a, a wave of euphoria over that San Diego team. And that, that enthusiasm plus the talent I like it a lot. I, I, really I mean, I, I hear you, and I, I, I agree with you. The the enthusiasm is there, and they do have that young spark that that Houston Astros four years ago when they were coming of age, and they are all coming of age together, and a lot of really positive stuff that can happen. But Mookie Betts changed that that makeup of the uh, of the Los Angeles Dodgers. That, that made it a much more athletic team, a fun team. Yeah. Bellinger, yeah, I know he's batting 200, but he's good. Man, he's really good. Um, you got Mookie Betts, Corey Seager's turning out to be a stud. He's healthy. Yep. He's healthy. And look at the pitching staff: Gimme Walker, Bueller, Dustin May. I got. I got to tell you, Gosling's got to be the luckiest guy on on, on earth now. He's finally got a, a starting gig, and they've got mm-hmm. guys coming up, and they're still deep. Gavin Lux, remember him, Tim? He's, he's barely playing. I, they got yeah. him coming up. It's Dodgers are really, really good. They are, Rich, but you know where the Padres 
And I, I'm going to call this a segue into our next trade. Where the Padres have a big edge, even with not having Kirby Yates, is the bullpen. Yeah. they uh, The Padres, I think, right now with, with the uh, wheeling and dealing they made at the deadline, they have they have taken a, a bullpen that without Yates and Drew Pomerantz with the shoulder issue uh, was a concern. They have now vaulted ahead of the Dodgers and probably ahead of most major league baseball teams as far as their bullpen. And I don't think it can be understated how important a bullpen can be in the playoffs. And uh, again, I salute San Diego because they went after what was definitely an area that needed improvement. And, man, they improved it big time. All right, let's talk about their two, well, two of their other trades they did before we get to the other big trade. Uh, they, they acquired Trevor Rosenthal from Kansas City. I think that was done on Sunday, so we might have mentioned that for Ed, Edward Oliveris. Uh, Kansas City gets Edward Oliveris, nice little player. Uh, and they also get Taylor Williams from Seattle for the, the proverbial player to be named later. And I reminded Tim before the show, there, there, the reason there were so many players to be named later, based on the rules, you can only trade guys that are either on the major league roster or the alternate site. So some of these players to be named later could be these guys that are working at, uh, you know, at the convenience store because they're unfortunately there's nowhere for them to play. So that's what they're working out. Yeah, a lot of players to be named later. But, you know, looking at the trades, you know, all of a sudden uh, the Padres have Rosenthal as their closer. Mm -hmm. And I think he is going to be that closer. Pomerantz is back off the IL. And he's he's pitched at least once, maybe twice since coming off. You know, they got Emilio Pagan, Craig Stamen, uh uh, who else did they add in there? Austin uh, Adams, Dan Altavia. I mean, he's not bad. And the closer in Seattle. Taylor Williams. Yeah, so they've added all of that. All of a sudden, the Padres, even with the you know the injury problem, uh, they they got they got a nice bullpen. They really do. Well, okay. I, I don't know why the Dodgers are against uh, building a great bullpen. I, I think they've tried. It's a little better um, mm-hmm. than it has been in the past. But they, you know, the the Yankees have won with a great bullpen. I mean, the Kansas City Royals kind of won World Series and made two World Series appearances with the best bullpen in baseball. Yeah, the bullpen can't like the value of a good bullpen can't be overstated. Like I said, the Padres had some problems and they addressed them so uh, i was very very impressed with what uh, san diego did does taylor williams get any opportunities to close games and for for san diego uh no of course the other question is who gets the closer gig in seattle now that he's gone uh i'm gonna have to go with harano just because he's japanese uh, well, no, he's got a history of closing in Japan, but he could be their best relief pitcher right now, too. You know, yeah, they, yeah they, you know, Seattle's bullpen is as thin just a tad as a result of all these moves. So uh, I would I would have to say uh, Harano. OK. And Josh Dalman is definitely the pickup in Kansas City, correct? Uh, 
I don't rule Scott Barlow out from getting some save opportunities. Okay. He's pitched very, 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 very well this year. I think, uh, obviously, Stoma's the guy that you want. But if he struggles at all, they won't hesitate to put Barlow in there. So, uh, again, it's it's going to be one of the two. And if at all possible, I would try and roster both just to hedge your bets. Yeah, it's so hard, Timmy, to do that. Yeah. It, it It is. It really is. But, you know, hey, if you're looking, if you want to pay money, you're going to you're going to look at Stomont. OK, if you're tight for cash. Put a buck or two down on Barlow because he's not getting the attention right now, and he could end up with saves. Mm-hmm. What do you think of about Ed- Edward Oliveras? He's been traded twice now, hasn't he, in the past twelve months? Yep. I was just trying to figure out who that other team was. So let's see. Let me bring up. Let me look at his transactions. Uh, came up through the Blue Jays organization, then got uh-huh. traded last year. Let me see. When was that transaction? Trade it uh, 2018. Okay, so it hasn't been it's recent been, then. It's, well, yeah, two years. It's supposed to one yeah. year. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you, you know, he's, I mean, look, the last year, 18 home runs, 35 stolen bases. Fantasy guy. I, Come on, Tammy Speed, man. I like him in Kansas City. And Kansas City, I think, will give him the opportunity to play every day next year. Yeah. So I I like it a lot. Yeah. You know, Kansas City took a a closer reclamation project and turned it into a youngster that's got five to six year outfield potential. Uh, you know, at, at a reasonable price for at least the first four, right? right. So it's, it's Kansas City did very very well trading Trevor Rosenthal. Very I think well. I think so because he is yeah it was and uh, he's got one more year of team control right yeah exactly so. yeah Ro- Rosenthal's got one more year on his deal and then you're looking at free agent yeah no, but Kansas yeah. City wasn't going to win anytime soon it was the right move no. so uh, and they got a player that I like yeah Timmy let's take another break we get back let's talk about the other big trade and it was a doozy yep it sure was. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This format working out okay for you, Tim? 
Yeah, no, it's fine, Rich. Yeah, gosh, we talked about a ton, ton of players. Everything, yeah. yeah. There's a ton of players involved, and there's a whole bunch of ramifications on so many of them. Uh, it's a great discussion. All right, let's talk about the other big trade, and it involved the Padres. And just so everybody knows, I mean, AJ Preller's a wheeler and dealer, uh, and so is Seattle. So, so you're going to see them a lot, and and uh, you know, so they they do it, and and they made a big trade here, Timmy. The Padres acquired Austin Nola, Austin Adams, and Dan Altavia from the Seattle Mariners. And the Mariners got the often now traded Taylor Trammell, Ty France. Luis Torrens came up as the with the Yankees, I believe, and Andre Munoz, who can throw 100 miles an hour. So uh, I think it could return by Seattle. For the main guy, Timmy, being a 30-year-old catcher, this time last year, no one had ever heard of. Yeah, I think Seattle did incredibly well with this deal. Uh, I think what the, you're looking at, uh, you know, hey, in dynasty leagues, have you you know take a look right away and see if Munoz might have been dropped because he's coming off Tommy John, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah. had it, uh, you know, closer of the future in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. So take a look, see if Munoz is out there. Uh, if he is, snap him up. Taylor Trammell is sort of interesting. Uh, what's happening there? That's what two two trades now. Is it? Yeah, he Is it was part of not he, wanting him or wanting him, uh, Rich. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. So, so typically it's the not. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. it, it typically and this isn't always true, but typically it is a guy gets into the organization. The organization realizes why he was traded in the first place, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and keeps moving him on. Not always the case, but it that's typically what happens i love taylor trammell i've actually met him right. in person and uh, i love the skill set he's a great outfielder and it looked like when the padres did the three-way deal because they gave up Framel reyes and somebody else in that three-way with cleveland last time and it was the one involving yasiel puig and trevor bauer and they kind of got in and they snatched up taylor trammell from cincinnati for recall Right, and they talked about him being their center fielder of the future, and then some guy named uh, Grisham actually turned out to be a little bit better, though he has some contact issues. So they're going with him, Timmy, and decided they would move Taylor Trammell. We'll see. I mean, he should be he should get a chance, and I got to tell you, if Atulio Rodriguez, Taylor Trammell, and and uh, Kellenick out in that outfield, boy, oh boy, talk about an athletic outfield. I don't know what they do with Kyle Lewis. But uh, maybe first, move to first, first, first base DH. Yeah, but uh, boy, that would be three really good outfielders. But it almost smells like he might be a fourth outfielder, right? In that scenario. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because the Mariners could have they could have an amazing outfield in a yeah. very very short period of time two two years, right? Yeah, because Kyle Lewis has done everything right. I mean, yeah, he was running away with Rookie of the Year, and then Lewis Roberts said not so fast, and because Lewis <laughs> Roberts decided to put his Batman suit on, uh, yeah. and it's had an amazing week, ten days of of, of hitting. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. Kyle Lewis has been unbelievable this year, uh, so he deserves the yep. chance to play. We have a sense for what Julio Rodriguez and Kalanick can do. You have to believe they're up next year. 
Where's it leave Taylor Trammell? Uh, hopefully uh, in that outfield with Kyle Lewis at uh, DH, maybe? It's, yeah, but Evan White's at first. Evan White's a great first baseman, so it's not going to move him yeah. off. And they, they already paid him a little bit of money, right? So, I mean, I guess well, it could I, be a Jonathan Singleton type thing where it just doesn't work out and you just give him the $10 million that you offered him and, and be done with it. But I, I think he's going to be okay. Well, Seattle moved Vogel back. He was your DH, right? Yeah. Who's who's the so, DH now? Anybody can be the DH, right? So I don't even know if we yeah, look yeah. at that. So yeah, let me let me call up the Mariners and I'll see. But I'll Kyle, Kyle Lewis would be because of the the poor guy in his knees. I mean, it's probably the yeah. right thing to get him out out of the field. He probably doesn't want that because it gives him less yeah. lesser value. And it's look, it is about playing the game, but these guys also want to have a career out of this and maximize their value. And moving him to DH doesn't do that. Yeah, Jose Marmolos. Marmol, Marmolasius. Uh, <laughs> I have to tell you, when he had a home run the other day, and I honestly said, who is that? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what you call that, Rich? What's that? Marmolade. Marmolade. There you go. That, you laughed. I, I'm no rim shot on that, Tim. you got to step it up. You, I, that's a, for not give, giving me a laugh on my uh, Mike Minor joke. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> okay, paybacks. Uh, yep, paybacks on both parts. So, can, can we talk about Austin uh, Austin Nola? Yeah, we can. Yeah, it's a kid who, if you look back in his history, can always hit a little bit. Pretty good plate discipline. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the power that came at 29 years old last year, and then people went, "Well, okay, interesting." And then the power started to come again. I mean, if you tie it all together with his ability to hit, you get pretty excited. But he's 30 years old, Timmy. Is he that good that they gave up all of this to get him? Well, uh, when you look at what San Diego was sitting with offensively at catcher, okay, yeah, it's a serious upgrade. Uh, when you look at the fact that they picked up Jason Castro as well, uh, there's their defensive catcher, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I like what they did there. Uh, I I think it's a, you know, hey, it's not a long term situation, but San Diego, San Diego doesn't care about long term a catcher because they get this kid, don't they? They're number three or four ranked prospect. A Campanzano, but Nola's only. Yeah, I, I think Mejia might be done. I don't know. Uh, he's hurt, so maybe. But also, Nola's not that. He's 30, but he's only been in the major leagues. This is his second year. Yeah, how's Mitch Garver working out for you, Rich? I haven't checked on him. I never believed in Mitch Garver last year. What's he doing? Uh, Mitch Garver. I'm trying to. I, I just called up his site and it came up blank. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, now there he, you he, go, Tim. He, that deserves a rim shot. <laughs> now you're back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He's on the uh, ten day IL with uh, an intercostal uh, Ooh, injury. That's not good. Uh, but on the season in 52 at bats, uh, he's got one homer, two RBIs. Uh, a 154 batting average, uh, 262 OBP, and he scored seven runs. Yeah, well, that's 52 at bat, so... I'm mean, sure it is, but again, Mitch, Mitch Garver was an older catcher. It yeah. sort of exploded out of nowhere, and 
hey, you know, I ate these herds. It's a small sample size, but. How's uh, Navarro doing? He was another guy that was taken pretty early. Who's that, Rich? Sorry? Yeah, not Navarro. The. the uh, Narvaez. Uh, Narvaez, yeah. Yeah, how's he doing? Not very good. He's picked it up lately. Two homers, four RBIs, six runs scored, and a 167 batting average. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's doing well, okay? He's he's right up there with Mitch Garver. On, so, so, uh, so it's interesting. So you you bring up a really good point here. So Garver, Narvaez, how do you pronounce his name again? I think it's Nar- Narvaez. Narvaez. These yeah. are guys that came out of nowhere and then went early in fantasy drafts last year. Austin Nola is going to be that guy that goes early in fantasy drafts next year, right? He is. Uh, yeah, well, guess what the ADP on Mitch Garver was uh, last spring, Rich? Um, 123. Uh, the ADP is 111. He was the fourth catcher off the board. Yes, yeah, that feels about Ner- right. Nervais was 193, and he was the 10th catcher off the and, board. Oh, yeah, so you two top 10 catchers are having off years. Where was yep. Austin Nola taken? Uh, it only goes down to top thousand. Let me let me see here. Uh, I'm all the way down to twenty six. Uh, he was behind Austin. Holy, forty uh, first off the board with an ADP of six oh four. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean the 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 Padres are good at evaluating. Young talent. They've they've all. Preller's never been good at evaluating major league talent. He sometimes overvalues that. Do you think he's done that here? Um, I think what he's looking at is he's looking at now, today. Okay, and I think what he's done is perfectly fine. Next year, we'll see. They got a ridiculous yeah. offense, don't you think? We were just talking yeah, about Austin Hedges' best defensive catcher in baseball don't you think they could have a 200 hitter you know batting ninth in their lineup who's providing in that offense do they really need to have a guy that is not as good defensively that maybe becomes you know not as good next year do you want to give out an out do you want to give up an out out of your catcher slot when the dodgers have will smith that's fair yeah, I, I, I think short-term, I think it's a great move. Okay. Long-term, they've got the kid. Uh, there's Mejia. They, they've got Castro there for, for his defense. They picked up in a trade. So, uh, again, for right now, I think it's a great move. Yeah. It, it must be that they don't think much of Taylor Trammell. Uh, when you look at it and you look at what they – you know, giving up Trammell, yeah, I would have to say that's a downshift. Yeah. And at the same point in time, Seattle, uh, I think there's some smart negotiating uh, going on from the Mariners because, you know, they, hey, do they need Austin Adams? Okay. Do, do they need Nola? You know, they, they got the kid, uh, oh, what's his name? Cal Riley. Okay. You know he's their catcher of the future, probably going to be starting next year, right? I, kinda, I, I like I like him. He he ranked very high for me. Yeah, so they don't need Austin Nola. So they took some some pieces that they don't need in Nola and Adams and Alta Alta Vila, and they parlayed it 
in a position of strength, knowing that San Diego needed and wanted those pieces, and they got some good pieces back. So I, I think it's uh, I think it's a smart deal on behalf of the Mariners. And at the same point in time, Preller got what he wanted, so everybody should be happy, right? Yeah. So so can I give you some thoughts for about Taylor Trammell very sure, quickly? Sure. away. Yeah. No. So. I went to um, Arizona Fall League. Remember, Timmy, we could get in airplanes and we could stay at hotels. Remember those days? No, I don't, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, yeah. At some point, we were allowed to do more than sit in our homes and have our hair grow too long. So, uh... Good stuff. I like it. (laughs) That's right. Um, I had a chance to see... I went to the backfields uh, at San Diego, and, and I saw first batting practice... And then an inter-squad game that had Taylor Trammell, C.J. Abrams, um, let's see, uh, Tusupio Marcano, and Edward Edward Olivares, and Gabriel Arias. So why were you ever? Why were you ever sitting and watching the main games? Uh, I I almost group? peed my pants when I saw all these. I literally was like a kid in a candy store. I couldn't believe it. And in the and the the guy lefty that I used to like and really had a rough outing. Ryan Weathers was okay, yeah, Ryan yes. Weathers was pitching and was was basically throwing 86 miles an hour, and I was horrified because I owed him in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I was going to say, that'll wake you up in a hurry. And, and one of my, my scouting buddies was there, and I said, is there something wrong with my gun, or is that three balls that were 86 and 87 miles an hour? He goes, that is not a mistake. I go, what's wrong? He goes, I don't know. And you don't you don't you, want to hear any, I don't know. So those are never you good. Know what I know what your first thought was. <laughs> I Tommy Quick. Malone. I was thinking Tommy. I'm thinking, oh my God, it's Tommy Malone. Who can I? Tra- how can I trade this guy before I leave the field? <laughs> I was going to say, Quick, call McLeod. Call McLeod. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ryan Weathers looks really good here. <laughs> now, anyway, I saw I saw these us. guys, and I was most excited about yeah. Taylor Trammell. because I had seen him a couple of years ago. Uh, and I, I, I just fell in love with the player, and I saw it, and, and the swing was kind of weird. And he hit a, a 400-and-some-odd-foot bomb. I mean, it was just a bomb. But yeah. it, the mechanics of his swing was a little like it was like a two-part swing, and I, I didn't like it. And the guy who I liked the most and knew the least about was Arias. He had he had great bat speed. He was fast. I mean, I got him at like four one to first base, and it was like, and I was I was in the middle of writing my Padres thing, and I I didn't have him in my top fifteen, and I moved him to like twelve or so, and I actually wanted to move him higher just based on what I saw. So I know we're talking a lot of Padres guys, but that was the guy that really stuck out to me as the one that was the most interesting and. Trammell, even though I love the player, it's one of those, Timmy, where you have these preconceived notions going in and you want to hold on to them because they're the biases that we all have. And I'm right. like, I don't know. Maybe that's why he got traded. And the first thing I thought of is when he got traded again, I go, damn, maybe there's something to that swing that people aren't liking. So Yeah, it's entirely possible, but... Uh... Uh, as an owner of uh, uh, Arias in several leagues, I'm real happy with this trade. Well, as an o- owner of Tremel in several 
weeks. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm not no, real you're happy. Not. I'm not. So, uh, is but weather's still available. By yeah, the way? weather's is. Uh, I still own them in a couple of leagues, and uh, I'm like, oh, geez. I, I'm just hoping that it was the end of the season, and but it was Tommy Maloneish. Yeah, that's that's not good. He, good secondary stuff. It he, was good secondary stuff. People were swinging and missing at it, but uh, I'm telling you, the fastball was 86, 87 miles an hour. And as you know, Tim, it doesn't matter how good your secondary pitches are because Tommy Malone has good secondary pitches. He yep. ain't a major league baseball player, even though Tommy Malone was the big acquisition for the Braves. Uh, yeah. Be that as it may, that's not a major league baseball pitcher you want. No, uh, Alex Anthopoulos does not get full marks for his trade deadline uh, maneuvering this year. Definitely not. All right, Timmy, let's we got to pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, let's move on to the Blue Jays. Yeah, Blue Jays did well. I, I liked what I saw there. Okay. They got Jonathan VR on a on a rental. They got him for the balance of the year and uh, a young. young he's a baseball player, junior. Tim. Jonathan VR. Ba- I've heard he's a baseball player. Oh. Wow. Inside scoop. Um, what, it was interesting. They, they trade Jonathan VR and then they go and they acquire Starling Marte. Yeah, well, VR is a free agent. Marte isn't, right? Mm-hmm. I think Marte's got another year on his deal. So it makes sense. I thought it was a savvy move. I, I know we don't usually say those two words yeah. together with the Marlins, but I thought it was a savvy move by him. Well, yeah, I just hope VR got a fruit basket, and away you go. Yeah, and it it sounds like they convince Ison Diaz, which mm-hmm. to come back and play. Which I don't know if I like that or not, because I mean the guy opted out for a reason. So I I, I hope it all goes well for him, Timmy. I hope the guy he doesn't get doesn't get sick. But uh, well, you know uh, what I thought, and and maybe this is wrong to think it. Okay, and if it is, some somebody will bash me for it, but. As soon as VR has moved, Desan Diaz is ready to come back. Like, how much did that have to do with him opting out in the first? You know what I mean? Maybe, like I said, maybe I'm way off base, but the timing oh, of it isn't good. Is yeah. it? That's interesting, Tenny. So he was pissed that he didn't get the job, and they they yes. acquired for him. You know. Yeah, that that's boy, Timmy. That you're Canadian. You're not supposed. To, that's how I'm supposed to think. You're not supposed to think like that. <laughs> well, well, it's just you know. Hey, Jonathan Villar is traded. Isan Diaz is returning to the club. It just, you know, it. Like I said, maybe I shouldn't think like that, but I did, Rich. Wow. Timmy, you want to move? You want to move down here with me? You fit right in. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rich. I do. I do have a cal- cal- shallow side to me. Okay. Wow. I, I like it. Wow. Um, Jonathan VR, Timmy, does the value go up? I think it does, right? At the Blue Jays. Yeah, and you know what? What I sort of like about this is that I think it speeds up the return of Bo Bichette. I I say I thought, if I may, that they got him because Bo Bichette might not come back. Well, I I was watching on on the Jays feed. They were showing Bichette uh, working out on the field the other night, doing doing lateral stuff, uh, uh, short sprints. He's wearing a brace. See, what I think is they can move VR into shortstop right now. Okay, he's not a good shortstop. No, he's not a good shortstop. But I think 
they can get Bichette's bat bat back into the lineup as a DH and have him hit in the fifth, sixth spot and keep the bat going, but they don't have to worry about the the running game from Bichette until he's a hundred percent. But I think it might speed up his arrival arrival in Toronto. Well, that's 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 good logic, Timmy. So because yeah, I mean you playing know. trying to play defense with a, a knee that's hurt pretty hard because it's tough to go lateral so that's that's actually a pretty good uh, thought process yeah so i i rather than looking at it from the negative point of view i i looked at it from a positive and i i think maybe it gets bichette back gets the bat back a little bit sooner which again improves toronto blue jays you know they can have them hitting in the fifth spot or sixth spot right yeah yeah to take advantage of it. So, and hey, you know, VR is going to run in Toronto. He's going to have the leadoff spot. He's and once Bichette is back and can play shortstop, uh, then they can start moving VR all over the place, right? Um, the Marlins get back uh, Griffin Conine, Jeff Conine's son. I think Jeff Conine was a was a Marlin. That's where he made his name. So it's pretty interesting. Conine, you can go read it in Prospect Three Sixty One. I wrote all about him. I'll let you go yep. and do that. Uh, they also acquired Robbie Ray from the Diamondbacks and Starling Marte. But let's go Robbie Ray first. I thought he would go to Cleveland or the Astros because I think a lot of people think they can fix Robbie Ray. I know he ditched his mechanics that he claimed. He changed mm-hmm. his mechanics over the winter and he pitched a better game his last outing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Timmy, is, is there anything there with Robbie Robbie Ray? Well, he's still using the Aerosmith classic walk this way as his walk-up song. So, uh, you know, hey, if he can ever throw throw strikes, yeah, Robbie Ray is uh, he, he costs he costs the Blue Jays basically nothing to take a chance. So there's nothing really but upside potential there. He walks too many. That's a problem, you know, yeah. and he can't get can't, can't get through for four four innings his if one year that he didn't timmy that's when his value in fantasy exploded well yeah you know you look at the strikeout rates they're off the chart you look at the walk rates he's walking one per inning okay you just can't do that uh hopefully uh he will pitch better and he'll keep the ball a li- little bit more over the plate and cut down on the walks it's a it's a low risk, uh, potentially high reward for the Jays, so I like it. Yeah, I mean he goes to obviously Buffalo to pitch and has to go to Yankees. It's the same all the Taiwan Walker issues that we talked about. The Taiwan Walker shoved it, Tim. Yeah, well, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the, the Jays have got Rue, okay, mm-hmm. and Walker looked really good in his first start, and they added Robbie Ray, okay, and they also added Ross Stripling. So, you know. It, the Jays have significantly improved that rotation in the past week, and that's that's a good thing. They addressed a need, and I like it. I, I love the Ross Stripling pickup, uh, and I actually liked it from a Dodger standpoint because now Tony Gonsolin gets his opportunity, and based on how he's pitched, and I know he struggled with the third inning as last outing. We were on the air when he was struggling. He made it through, and I probably showed the Dodgers a lot. Um, that he was able to pitch through that. And he and Dustin May, along with Bueller and, and Kershaw, and you throw in Julio Urias, it's real. I mean, and Alex Wood is, is kind of a swing guy. That's a really good rotation. 
And it's one last arm that Josiah Gray has to worry about. That's right. Josiah Gray is going to be very, very good as well. So I, I liked it yeah. from the Dodgers. I liked it from a fantasy because I fantasy owner's viewpoint because I think Tony Gonsolin's got a real chance to do something. I hope so. I've got him in a couple of leagues, including Totes. So uh, I'm fully in support of that uh, train of thought, Rich. The other big. Uh, no, that's it. That's that's those are the three guys with uh, the Blue Jays. Is it enough for them to get a playoff berth? I think it is. I think it's enough to get a playoff berth. I think it might be enough for them to end up finishing ahead of the Yankees. Yeah, which we would love. Uh, yeah, I I have no problems with that concept. Uh, I I think if Bichette comes back and is healthy, that's a scary team that you really don't want to face. No, there's a lot of offense there. You know, Teoscar Hernandez is playing extremely well right now. and Vlad looks what, better. Vlad looks a lot better. Bichette's a good player. Randall Grychuk is just killing it. Uh, Biggio's doing what Biggio does. It's, you know, uh, it's a good team yeah. offensively. If those pitching ads uh, make a difference, and I tend to think they will, uh, because on top of that, it, it doesn't force the Jays to feel that they, even though they probably wouldn't anyways, but they don't have to feel they have to rush Nate Pearson back. Yeah. And, and that's a good thing. Final big trade. We'll take our final break and, and catch up on these smaller trades. The Marlins, as we mentioned, Timmy, give up Jonathan VR, but they also acquire Starling Marte. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. They do have to give up Caleb Smith and Humberto Mejia, which is interesting because we're going to talk about Archie Bradley in a few minutes, and maybe Mejia gets a chance to close. It's pretty ugly there for the Diamondbacks. Who's going to close? But I like Caleb Smith, and I my question to you is: it is it Zach Galen part two, where Galen gets traded for um, uh, Chisholm last year, and Galen becomes last I looked, it's like a two fifty ERA, so he's shoving it every time he goes out. Can Caleb Smith kind of be that same kind of guy? No. Okay. Not even remotely close. I didn't, I didn't sell you on it at all. No, Kale Smith's uh, road ERA last year was six plus. Okay. He's going from uh, a park in Florida to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am not, uh, I am not looking at until Caleb Smith can be a little bit more consistent and pitching in a hitters park uh I'm not real fond of this move I don't think I don't think he's anywhere remotely close to being what Zach Galen was when he was traded and Zach Galen has stepped up his game and showed improvement this year uh uh I'm I'm not uh, I'm not bullish uh, I think it was just purely a, a dump on dump on salary moving Marte that's my thoughts. All right, let's take a look here, Timmy. I got StatCast up. Okay. Um, let's see, somebody calling me from Powell, Powell, Wyoming, Tim. I have to believe that they're trying to sell me. I get calls, spam calls all the time, people trying to have me uh, uh, pick up an extended warranty for my car. Okay, yeah. I don't get any spam calls. I prefer baloney. Yeah, well, I think they're one and the same. I know. I think they're one and the same, though. All right, anyway, Caleb Smith. um, Low barrels. Fastball velocity. Doesn't throw very hard. Got a very high spin rate on his fastball. Um, 
And exit velocity is middle of the road. Hard hit is middle of the road. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not, it looks like okay stuff. Four pitch mix, three pitches really. Four seamer, change up, and slider. Um, but his, his average velocity looks like it is about 91, 92 from the left side. I don't know, Timmy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not a big Caleb Smith fan. Uh, like, I, it, hey, maybe, maybe he can develop uh, and, and improve on what we've seen. But again, when you look at some of the splits from last year, I think they're very, very concerning. Mm-hmm. Well, the stuff looks good, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is from the left side. 29 years old already, though. So Yeah, know. he's not a kid. No, definitely no. not. Um, Marte's value, I think, takes a slight hit going to Miami? Uh, yeah, maybe in the power department, but he's going to run. You know, they, they, weren't hes- they weren't hesitant to allow VR to run. Marte's, uh, he's going to run. I, I, would, I would think with that uh, young offense, uh, you might pick up a few more stolen bases okay. with him moving to uh, the Marlins. And, hey, the Marlins also have uh, a great chip they can move potentially uh, next year, right? Because he's got one more year, I think, left on his contract. Agreed. Timmy, let's take our final break. It back. Let's just very quickly get through the last of them. Sounds good. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm going to go through three more and I'm going to do them. I'm going to first do the two reds and then we'll talk about, you have to explain to me the Rockies move. Sound fair? Sounds good to me uh, because we already covered off Oakland's minor move, right? That's right. So, uh, (laughs) see, it is funny, right? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Timmy. I'm available for bar mitzvahs and weddings if you you need. (laughs) Can can I criticize the Mets too? Well, uh, after we get through with the Rockies, sure, sure. So, let's let's talk, let's talk, let's talk the Reds. Uh, they acquire Archie Bradley and they give up Stuart, Stuart Fairchild and Josh Van Meter. Remember Josh Van Meter came up and hit the cover off the ball for about 10 days. Yeah. And then the Van Meter quit running. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the, the question for me, Timmy, is who gets the saves in Arizona? And I was looking today, Ginkle. I mean, I know you've liked him in the past. Good arm. Can't throw strikes. Um, what's, what's your thought there? Uh, looking at, looking at Arizona, uh, yeah, I, a year ago, I would have said Lopez, 
But yeah. again, he's he's struggled this this year, and I think he's just getting back from purgatory. Um, Is that the alternate site? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I would have to say one of the two veterans, Junior Guerra or Hector Rondon. Those would be my two choices. And Rondon's got uh, he's got a history closing. So uh, if I was to bet on anybody, it would be Rondon. Interesting. I like, I, I do like Yoan Lopez. I own him a couple dynasty leagues too. I like the story and the good good arm. Um, yeah. Does 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 Archie Bradley close or is it still in Glacius? Uh, Iglesias, but the leash is short. Uh, I could, I could, I could see, uh, I could see Bradley sliding into the role. But the bigger question is, yeah, they got, what, Amir Garrett, they got Lorenzen, they got lots of, like, what are the Reds doing? Are they contenders all of a sudden that they need? I didn't understand. I didn't understand it, Timmy. I didn't understand. No. I don't think they're contenders. And they, they actually picked up Goodwin, too. He's a nice little player, and I, I don't know where yeah. the heck he plays. Yeah, it's – yeah, I – again, I, I'm i puzzled, okay? I, I just don't know what – I just don't know what the Reds are doing. Uh, I would have – Well, I think I know what they're doing. You're not going to like it, but they are trying to win. So they're acquiring people that they think can win, but I think it's a fool's errand because their team is not good enough. Yeah, that uh, you know when I say I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I know what they're doing, but <laughs> you just don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't agree with it. Yeah, I, I, you know I uh, I think they should have been doing some selling, not buying. Yeah, because the outfield is. Well, according to Rotor, I'm not in uh, roster resource. Maybe you can go look there. They got Cassianas in right field. Your buddy Shogo Akiyama, which has not been good at center field. Nick Sincel still injured. Aquino's in left. So maybe Goodwin does get a chance to play out there. Well, yeah, he could be uh, between uh, left and center. He could get full time at bats. Yeah. So he could be a sneaky pick, uh, depending, of course, when uh, Senzel gets back. But uh, I, I sort of like, uh, I sort of like Goodwin. But you know, when I look at what you know, you look at what the Reds have done in the past week. Okay, mm-hmm. they've taken Freddie Galvis, who's a pretty good hitter. You know, a consistent hitter. And they've moved him to a platoon role, and they brought they brought up uh, Jose, Jose Israel, Israel Garcia. Yep. Right now, that to me <clears throat> signals that they're not all in. Right? If they were all in, you think they go they they wouldn't have brought him up, right? Mm-hmm. But then they go ahead and make this move, which says they are all in. Do the Reds know what they're doing? Look. They they tried to do the Houston Astros approach, uh, which right. is tear it down and build it back up, and it wasn't going well, Tim, because they don't have a very good development organization. So they use the same philosophy without the same metrics and you know all of the kind of stuff that made what the Astros were doing and now what a lot of other teams are doing special because they use technology and the Reds just went about traditional player evaluation and they remember last year they said, okay, no more. We're going to try to go in and they brought in some nice players and now they're a 500 yeah. team and that's where they'll stay. Yeah. Which sort of surprised me that they didn't move Trevor Bauer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, you look at the pitching and between Bauer and Castillo and Sonny Gray and Mealy and Disculpe, the starting pitching's okay. The bullpen, uh, the bullpen's fine. It, the offense has been spotty. You know, Joey Joey Votto, you know, he got benched for three days. You know, Castellanos has been fine. Winker has been like okay. Suarez, the first two three weeks, he didn't hit anything. Mustakas has been hurt. Akiyama has been a disappointment. Uh, After yeah, a strong start by Castellanos, he hasn't hit since that third week in, uh, in, you know, third week of the season. Yeah, yeah, they haven't got their offense all on the same page at the same time all year. Mm-hmm. They haven't. You know, there's been a there's been a piece or two missing consistently. And is Archie Bradley going to help their offense? Uh, no, obviously not. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm I'm just I'm just puzzled. Yeah, and I think Trevor Bauer was the. I totally agree with you because because you, you could argue they should have moved Trevor Bauer, and that could have got them a lot in return, even though he's only a month rental. Because they're not going to re-sign him, Timmy. Because he if if Trevor Bauer, it'll be interesting to see if he goes through what he said he was going to do. He's only going to sign one year contracts. If it's one year contract, it could be thirty five million dollars a year. Well, yeah, it's going to start at 25 after this year. Yeah, I, one year deal. I think a lot of teams would would sign him for 30 to 35 million dollars, and just we only got him for one year. Let's let's bring it. I I'd love for somebody to do that. Trevor Bauer's a perfect guy to do that because if he executes, Timmy, he can make a fortune. <laughs> so, yeah. the only the only downside to his plan, okay, and obviously Trevor Bauer is not lacking in confidence, self confidence, yep. right? Mm-hmm. The only problem with his plan is, yeah, he might get thirty million next year on a one year deal, right? Mm-hmm. And if he goes four and twelve with an ERA That's of right. five twenty, or gets hurt, year, yeah, or gets hurt the year after that, he's going to get nothing, basically. That's right. So, so do, you, do you play that game, betting that you're going to be the pitcher you were this year, who he wasn't last year, for four or five years in a row, or do you take a five-year deal at 150 million? Uh, that's I guess why you don't care about the money. You, that's why it's fascinating, Timmy, because you yeah. know. I don't know if he's got represent, representation or if he represents himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he represents himself, but. If I know he's, I'm assuming he's got parents. I would assume that parents would go take the deal, <laughs> take the six years and the less money. But he seems to go to the beat of his own drummer, and that's why I think it would be awesome because I'd I'd love to see him because I think, given his training regiment, um, he has a chance to be very good for a while. So, well, he'd definitely rock rock the baseball world by taking that approach, wouldn't he? Yeah, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah he, he, you know, they're you know that that is far from a traditional stance. Isn't so, it? so you know it's what, what is Garrett called the highest paid individual year? I think he would, I think he would match it or pass it in a one year deal. I think he would, he could make a lot of money. Yeah, but he's not going to get almost half a billion dollars out of the deal, even if he pitches the way he did this year. He'd have to pitch at that level for the next 10 years, and the odds are, you know, you want to play the odds game? That ain't going to happen, is it? Let's see what it, Garrett Cole got, $250 million or something like that? Oh, uh, I thought he got more than that. 
We get more than that. It wasn't 300. Yeah, I, I think it was the other side of three, if I'm not mistaken. All right, hold on for a second. Cool. There's a lot of money. Yeah, it was. Well, we'll have to look that one up for Sunday. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's. I would assume at some point somebody's going to throw the uh, six years and 180, 200 million dollars, and he'll he'll take it because he'll realize that that's dumb not to take it. But if he does one year deals, Timmy, I'm all in. I, like I said, I'm all in on Trevor Bauer, man. I I love. His attitude. I know we disagree there, but I love his attitude. I I like some of the attitude, but there's something that I have trouble with. Okay. Let's finish up, Timmy. Um, My last guy I want to talk about, you want to talk about what the Mets did. Uh, Kevin Pillar, the Rockies signed Kevin Pillar from the Red Sox, uh, and they get a player to be named later and some international money. I don't understand, Tim. You're smarter than me, so I'm expecting some kind of explanation. Well, I just hope on the international money they didn't take Canadian currency because it's only 70 cents on the dollar, Rich. Yeah, I perhaps. hope they picked a better country. <laughs> oh, man, Timmy, this is this is just weird, right? Well, they hate Garrett Hampson. They do? That's- that's that's it, you know. Dolan I think they hate. I think they hate Tappy. I think they hate any of. The, I think they hate all their players, not named Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. Well, you know, Tappy's got the leadoff gig, and he's been playing well. You yeah. look at his is he's walking, he's stealing bases, he's scoring runs. Tappy is doing everything a leadoff hitter should do. All right, hold on, everybody. We're going to take a break. I just lost my internet connection. I got to get the great Tim McLeod back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I think we are back. Timmy, I saw my connection fading and failing, and you were talking, and I didn't want to cut you off, and then the system cut you off. So I apologies. My apologies there. Well, obviously, it it, it means that you see more value, I would say, uh, in the Rockies picking up Kevin Pillar than I did. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I think it's just all the work-from-home stuff, and the, these networks uh, just can't handle everything. But, uh, Timmy, let's, let's finish up. So... Why don't you just repeat? I, I mean, you keep saying they the the Rockies don't like Garrett Hampson. I, I don't know. Tapia, you said, is doing a great, doing a fine job. I mean, what are they doing? I have no idea what they're doing. They gave up international money for something they don't need. 
it, it it makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever, unless they plan on using Kevin Pillar as a late inning defensive replacement. Okay, he's a good uh, he's a good defender. It's a big outfield. I mean, I know they need it, but I mean, is it? I don't know, Tim. I don't get like, it. How do you how do you say Tapia who's doing everything right? Okay, he's walking, he's getting on base, he's scoring runs, he's stealing bases. Hampson, Hampson, yeah, he again, he's doing it. McMahon, it's I, I'm just totally puzzled. I, I don't really see a need. I'll just say it's Colorado being Colorado. How's that? Okay, well, let's 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 figure this out. So first base is Daniel Murphy. Maybe it's time to retire Daniel Murphy. He's batting what two sixty. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's coming. That's coming to a conclusion. Ryan McMahon. It's now been a year and a half of Ryan McMahon. A year and a month or six weeks, and he's batting two ten. Mm-hmm. Do they give him more time, or is it now they start to make him a part-time player? Has he been given enough of a shot? Ah, uh, uh, no. I I I think they keep uh, Ryan McMahon in the lineup, so they could move him to first and move and move Garrett Hampson to second, which would then allow them, because David Dahl is going to be back at some point. you got Dahl, Hilliard, Blackman, and Kevin Pillar. It's still, they're still, Tapia, there's still too many guys out there. Well, yeah, I, I, I think the, the person that's in the greatest, uh, Hampson, Hampson and Hilliard are the two that I'd be concerned about. Because they can't take Tappy out. He's batting three hundred with a three eighty on base percentage, and well, yeah, and he's doing. Yeah, they can't take Tappy out. He's their leadoff bat. They need him there. So that leaves you with Tappy, Astoria, Arenado, Blackman, uh, Murphy. Uh, they got Kevin Pillar in batting in the sixth spot, and right now this is roster resource followed by McMahon. Hilliard is the DH. Walters is your catcher, and they've got Hampson on the bench. Yeah. I'm just wondering if if Murphy starts to lose playing time, McMahon moves to first, and Hampson starts to play more second. Because when he's played, Timmy, he's done okay. Yeah. I, again, I, I think it's the, the ones that are going to lose bats, uh, at bats, I believe, based on their current roster, are going to be – Probably Sam Hilliard and Garrett Hampson. I would agree. I would agree. And again, once David Dahl comes back, again, somebody else is you know somebody else is going to lose it back. So, so so tonight then starting based on that you would have Tapian left, mm-hmm. uh, Pilar in center, Blackman right. in right, yep. Matt Kemp DHing, Daniel Murphy at first. Uh, or Sam Hilliard DHing. Okay. All right. So, all right. So yeah. So Hampson is out in that scenario. Yeah, Hampson's out in that scenario because you've got uh, McMahon at second. I think I think Hampson's a better second baseman than McMahon. Uh. Yeah, you could be very well right there, Rich. Yeah, but di- as it sits, you know, you you throw Dahl into the mix, and then all of a sudden, Hilliard's now in a platoon riding the pine with Hampson in camp. So uh, I just don't see, you know, is Kevin Pillar an upgrade over Garrett Hampson in center field? I think he is. Okay. 
I think he is. Defensively, he is. Okay, so then maybe is he a, is he an upgrade over him offensively? Probably not. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just hey, I, mean, I think they to me, Timmy. I think they view Hampson as a utility guy. Um, okay. I think that's becoming clear because they hate him, and mm-hmm. it's like his upside is a utility guy. Yep. I'm more worried about Tapia. Hilliard, they need to give him a shot to see what he can do. And they're seventeen and eighteen. Are they, they if they make it to the playoffs, are they going to get very far? I mean, shouldn't they be trying to? Shouldn't they take this year to figure out what they got and then make moves in the all season? Not add to, not add to the team unless Dahl's not coming back. Well, you know, and you got a bullpen anchored by Daniel Bard and Michael Givens. Now. And Carlos Estevez. Now, don't get me wrong. I, hey, I, I'm happy for Daniel Bard, but that bullpen is not a strength. You look at the starting rotation, and it's not overpowering as well. So uh, they're going to have to score runs and a lot of runs. And, you know, hey, Tappy has been a, a prospect in waiting for a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't see them taking taking him out of the leadoff role uh but again, what happens if Tapia goes 0 for 8 in his next two games? Oh, they, they bring somebody else in. Well, exactly. Which is wrong. Mm-hmm. Very wrong. Well, you know, so Tapia's 26 now. Hilliard's 26. Yeah. It's part of the problem. These guys have been part time players and barely players, and now they're older prospects, older, you know, older young players, and they don't have the experience. And. You know, I, it's 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 pretty rough. Let me let me see what they're saying about David Dahl coming back anytime soon. Yeah. He's always injured as well. He's twenty six as well. Well, you take a look at their starting lineup. The youngest player in their starting lineup is Ryan McMahon, who is turning twenty six this year. Hmm. David Dahl is scheduled to take a bat in a simulated game on Tuesday. That was uh, a week ago. Yeah, so at some point in time he's coming back, and that even crowds things more, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't get the move. Yes, uh, Pilar is a great defender. Yes, the center field, the outfield at Colorado is huge, um, but I don't know, Tim. It just doesn't make it's just more of the same. Yeah, it's uh... if you're a fantasy player, good luck trying to own anybody not named Blackman. Um, Story or Arenado, and um, I think I've got them all out in uh, Colorado. Good luck. Well, yeah, you know, rostering a player, okay, other than those three from the Colorado offense is akin to trying to pick who's getting the next save in Tampa Bay. Yeah, or or, or rostering Tampa. That's what they're doing to everybody but Brandon Lau, I think. No, he's a, platooning now somewhat, He's platooning. Too. So everybody's yeah. – so these teams have taken these 30-man rosters. Now they're 28-man, and they're just you – know, they're making it very tough for these young players to establish themselves and for fantasy players to figure out who to pick up. Well, and on top of that, this year, because of the number of doubleheaders, they're allowed to carry extra players when they play doubleheaders, right? Mm-hmm. So a team like the Cardinals, okay, in Miami, they're going to have – they're going to have an extra man – every game basically for the rest of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've got so many double headers. So that even compounds the problem, right? Timmy, let's finish this uh, extended broadcast. We're at an hour and 40 minutes plus a five <laughs> minute uh, delay as I had internet problems. 
You want to talk about the Mets. The Mets pick up Miguel Castro from the Orioles, uh, and then they go back, uh, return to the Back to the Future with Todd Frazier back and Robinson Chirinos. They get those both from the Rangers for a player to be named later, and the and the Orioles get Kevin Smith. Eh, was a well thought out prospect a few years ago. Really hasn't really hasn't developed. You don't like what the Mets are doing. Is that the reason that is it Cohen has downshifted his offer <laughs> by two hundred fifty million? Rich, yeah. I don't know. It, it makes no sense to me. Uh, you know, the, the Mets have a lot of bullpen arms. Okay, is Miguel Castro going to make any difference? I don't see it. Todd Frazier, Robinson Chirinos. Yeah, they, they've already got uh, Nito and they got Wilson Ramos, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Is this to show the world that the Mets are contenders and it's going to be a difference maker? I, 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 I'm puzzled. I am beyond puzzled as to these moves by the Mets. Well, I just don't see anything there. Brody Van Wagenen, when he got the job, my guess is he will not have the job once the new ownership takes over. He got the job and told the Wilpons that he could bring a winner to the Mets immediately. That's why they allowed him to go out and sign Robinson Cano and so forth. He can't not he can't stop that because he's you know it's like in for a penny in for a pound. So I'm guessing that's what's happening. Yeah, but he didn't buy a pound. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. Now, Todd I, Frazier's not going to help. Well, and Robinson none of these players are going to help. Well, no, Miguel Castro is fifth, fifth, fifth in the line in the bullpen. Hey, you know, hey, hey. You know, I, I guess Miguel Castro. Okay, got a good arm. He's, he's got a good arm. So Yeah. But, I mean, like, how does Chirinos and Todd Frazier fit into the plans? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I, I just can't. It's like Colorado. They just keep collecting players. And the Mets are collecting old players. They almost feel like, you know, a couple, three years ago, the San Francisco Giants, where you looked and everybody was over 30. Yeah, the difference is the Giants have three World Series titles from 2010 yeah. Yeah. on. Yeah, they're, they're they're allowed to do that with the with those three rings that they got. Uh, can you this can decade. you can you order sort by age? The, do you have that up for the Mets? I know they've got uh, Ahmad Rosario is not too old, and and uh, Dominic Smith and Alonzo they're somewhat young still. Everybody else yeah. is old. How many stolen bases does Ahmad Rosario have this year? I'm an Rich? owner. I know he has no walks. Um, uh, stolen he got base. a walk last night, and You're they kidding. gave him a standing ovation in the yeah. dugout. <laughs> Did they really? That's so funny. Yeah, that is so funny. They, they That's ridiculous. One walk in 27 games or whatever it is. Um, I'm going to say he has zero stolen bases. And he has zero stolen bases. Yeah. I'm an owner, Timmy. I'm a I'm a proud owner of a disaster on on base percentage. He's not even playing. Yeah, I I have you no cannot choice. you cannot have a guy in an on base percentage league with a two fifteen on base percentage and, and getting full time bats. You can't do it. It's it's a disaster for your ratios. Uh you can when you own Aussie Elbies. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you have, just don't have have any option, right? Man, I'd go with Freddie Galvis or, I mean, just somebody. I'd go for a part-time guy. Cause, yeah. Because Rosario's got no stolen bases. How many extra base hits does he have? He's got three home runs. All right. Yeah. Looking at the looking at the Mets, actually the Mets are reasonably young. 
you know, they only have in their starting lineup, they only have two players over 30. Well, Cano, Cano and Wilson Ramos. Okay. Uh, Nemo is in his age 28. He's turning 28 this year. Conforto's turning 28. J.D. Davis is tor- turning 28. Uh, Dominic Smith is 26. Alonzo is 26. And Rosario is the youth at, uh, he's turning 25 this year. Okay. Here's the problem. You're telling me 28-year-old players that are average baseball players. Nemo. I give, I give Conforto a little bit of Okay, Conforto is, uh, is uh, above average regular. Yeah, uh, right. Nemo is an average regular because he's an on-base percentage machine. J.D. Right. Davis is probably a second division third baseman. He's not a starter on a contending team. Rosario is not a starter on a contending team. Dominic so, Smith, I, I like the potential. I do. I, I love Dominic Smith. But if you go and like take a look, we were talking about the exciting teams. Go take a look at, at the Padres and their age, and their stars are 22, 23 years old. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. And you want a yeah. handful of guys that are 30 just to round out the team. You know, you don't want your main guys, Robinson Cano, being 36 or 37 years old. I don't think. I don't think that's how you want to build a team. Well, and don't forget, you got Billy Hamilton, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> toss him in there but you, you know what is is sort of scary is uh pete alonzo okay six homers 18 rbis uh 213 batting average see but i i kind of thought we'd see regression there yeah we're seeing more than regression like what's, it's, his, what's his strikeout and walk rate look like? 27-8 and 12-5. All right, so he's, strike, it, he's striking out a lot. Uh, his ISO last, last year was 323. His ISO this year is 172. Yeah, 323, by the way, is ridiculous. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> yeah. tough to repeat. I mean, look, he had a remarkable season last year. No one in baseball can hit can hit home runs like he can hit. He's, he's, he's got 80 grade power, but he swings and misses too much and he's not athletic and that stuff. Those guys just don't, they don't age well, Tim. I'm sorry. They just don't. Well, and they've now got him down in the sixth spot in the order. Yeah. It's not a good team. You take a look at Toronto where you got Bichette's 22 and Vlad's 21 and Biggio is probably 24. It's just a young team. That's a young, exciting team that, you know, you you get to the trade deadline and you start adding some 28, 30-year-old players to kind of round out the team. And all of a sudden, you, you look at the Mets, and they're an average team with, a, you know, with the average age of about 28, it sounded like, based on your on your math. And that's just, you yeah. know, it's, it, ugh. Right? And they yeah. added, and they added uh, Todd Frazier and Robinson Trinos. <laughs> that's right. I know Todd Frazier's older. I don't know how old Torino's is. You know what's interesting is that if the Jays had made a move like that, their fan base would have been aghast, but the Mets sort of expect it. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, I think people uh, are just people are I'm going to I'm going to lunch with a good friend of mine who's just a huge Mets fan and I'll hear it from him. He he knows his stuff. I mean he he follows it very, very closely. And I'll I'll get a fan's perspective and let you know on Friday what he says. My guess is he'll be disgusted. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you might want to pu- you might not want to push that too hard. You might be eating lunch by yourself. <laughs> That's true. I think he's paying, so I'm pretty excited about that. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, wait till, he, wait till he pays for the bill, Rich, until you mention Todd Frazier and Robin. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's Make true. sure it's covered first. <laughs> well, Todd Frazier is a Jersey kid, right? So that's, oh, okay. so he's, yeah, that's, uh, he's a fan favorite. I mean, he's. Look, he's yeah. fine for an extra bat off the bench, and yeah, you know, he's you know he'll get a start or two a week, and just to fill in, and you know, a good team house, team club guy, uh, clubhouse guy, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, maybe Brody was thinking it'll get some extra fans in the seats. Yeah, exactly, Timmy. That's a wrap, my friend. Boy, we went almost two hours here, and uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. So, uh, we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. There, there was a lot to cover, and there's, uh, like I said, some some good, some bad, and some ugly uh, at the deadline. But there was lots of activity, and you know, hey, to the teams that went out there, the Padres, uh, the Jays, the, the teams that went out there and actively pursued players and bettered their squads. Uh, Kudos to you. I, I like what you've done. I really do. Okay, so I, I want you – I got two final questions for you. You don't know they're coming, okay. so I apologize. No, that's fine. Um, from a base, pure baseball standpoint, forget fantasy at the moment, pure baseball standpoint, give me the one trade that you really like. The one trade that I really like, I love what the Cleveland Indians did. In acquiring those three kids, Quantrill, Hedges, and Naylor, that to me that is that is a great deal. Uh, I love it. I really do. I also like the fact that Kansas City got Edward Oliveras for Trevor Rosenthal. I, I think that's a great deal. Ross Stripling for a player to be named that could work out very well for the Jays. Uh, again, the the one the biggest one for me. Has to be that Cleveland deal, and as much on the as, Cleveland side, though, on the Cleveland side, yeah. Uh, and you know what? What was interesting is I gambled in my weekly leagues. As soon as I saw the news breaking that Clevenger had been moved, what I did was I started Zach Plesac mm-hmm. in all my weekly leagues. I had to get him in early, so I gambled and I got lucky and pulled that one off because they brought Plesak up right away. So uh, I'm patting myself on the back, and I might be I might be on the IL with a strained elbow, Rich, for, for that one. But, so, uh, so, so your one is, from a pure baseball standpoint, the haul that Cleveland got back for Mike Clevenger. That's fascinating, because I think that's a little contrarian to what most people would suggest. Well, what are your thoughts, Rich? What, what, would, what would be your the deal that impressed you the most um from a pure baseball standpoint Mm -hmm. to to do to make a difference uh, and now i'm qualifying a little bit to make a Mm -hmm. difference this year i'll take that same trade but i'll take it on the padre side i love the fact that the padres put the pedal to the metal they know that the dodgers are going to be tough to beat they know they've got a good team and They they did it, and that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Yeah, they built a bullpen. They've got two good catchers. They got a top ten starting pitcher. They got a left handed bat in Mitch Moreland, which they needed. Okay, yeah, the Padres did everything right. 
for this year. Absolutely. I, I think for next year too, because Clevenger yep. will be a difference maker. Well, he's hmm. he, he's he's controllable the next two years, right? Yeah, they got two years out of Clevenger, and on top of that, you know, uh, hopefully next year, uh, Mackenzie Gore is there plus yep. Paddock, and all of a sudden. The number fours that San Diego had that they were using as two threes are actually going to be number fours, right? That's right. So all of a sudden, for the next this year and next year, the next three years, where they've already had Manny Machado, they've already got one of the top top ten, mm-hmm. maybe top five players in the game at Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Cronenworth looks like the real deal, right? I mean, he's having a yep. great season. And, and Hosmer is a good player. They've got bats and i think clevenger was that key because now they don't have to do a forrest whitley and bet the farm that forrest whitley is going to turn into garrett cole and now it's like okay well if 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 gore needs a little bit more time that's okay we got clevenger and i think if well, uh, to me that's that's the way you play the game i bet on uh, i bet on mackenzie gore in labor and tote mm-hmm. okay now, granted, these drafts were back in March, okay? Mm-hmm. This week, when I look at adding players in those leagues, guess who my cut's going to be, Rich? Yeah, that was my other question. I mean, if you were 100% McKenzie Gore, you were even that way and when the when this, this shortened season started. Right. Where are you now, percentage-wise, that he's going to zero? Zero, yeah. It's... You know, you, you look at the, the rotation, okay? You got, you got uh, Lamette. You got Clevenger, you got Paddock, you got Zach Davies, who's pitching really well, you got Garrett Richards. Okay, you got a really deep bullpen. Uh, I'm, I am basically, I'm going to cut him this week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So uh, that's where my head has been all the while that I, I didn't think McKenzie. I thought back in March, or I, I, I drafted my uh, NFBC team where I took McKenzie Gore. Uh, and I actually started him last week <laughs> because, I mean, I'm thinking – if he's yeah. coming up, it's going to be this this last week. And he didn't come right. up, and I'm like, he's not coming up. I'm wondering why. Yeah, well, even if you look at what they have right now, you're looking at Zach Davies, who's pitching very, very well. He's still Zach okay. Davies. He's still Zach Davies and could turn back into Zach Davies. You're looking at Garrett Richards. Okay, who is their number five guy? 
and he's pitching to a 463 ERA, uh, XFIP 453. Okay. Uh, there, you know, I'm not saying that Gore won't get called up, but we're now down to it at the end of this week, Rich, we're now down to what? Three, four weeks. So you're looking at a maximum of four starts, right? Mm-hmm. Out of Gore. If you can find somebody on the waiver wire, who's going to give you four or five starts, you just can't sit anymore, can you? Look, I've been telling everybody uh, who asked me on Twitter, because he's probably the number one question on Twitter, is should I continue to hold on to Mackenzie Gore? To me, last week was it. Um, yeah. He should be up. The fact that they went out and got Clevenger, now there's no reason. My question to you is, what happened? Right? I mean, the, we know that the talent is there. Yeah. It's either A, he's not ready. B, they see something they don't like. And Preller's not one to be bashful. I mean, he he brought Tatis up at 20 years old. He brought Patino up at uh, 21 years old. I mean, he's not been bashful about, about moving guys along. And Gore, the one, the best pitching prospect in baseball, has not been up. Something smells fishy to me, Tim. Well... We're not getting full reports, okay, mm-hmm. out of what's happening at the alter- alternate site, okay, and, and that showed up in the Detroit's uh, Detroit's news last week, yeah. right? Matt Manny, oh, it's, it's got a small arm issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll Fado. Fado was the same thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, and good. all out of the out of the blue, and you know what? I am I am really hoping and praying the same thing hasn't happened to Mackenzie Gore, but we don't know. He's twenty. The other thing is Mackenzie Gore's twenty-one years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and his resume doesn't have a lot of innings. Uh, it's over five AA. starts. It's like, five starts over single A. Right, five starts over single A. Uh, hey, I'm not downshifting on Mackenzie Gore, but just looking at it. As a realist, maybe they've just decided that they're better served, okay, by taking it taking it slower with Mackenzie Gore. You I, know, I, I agree with why, you, but that's not that is not the way they operate as an organization. No, it, it's not. Which begs one to say, what's wrong? Exactly. That's and, right. <laughs> and we don't know. All we <laughs> can do you. is speculate, right? <laughs> Thank you. Because look at, uh, I mean, Detroit Tigers brought up. Tariq Skubal, who was nobody till last year, and he blew through a bunch of levels. Casey Mize was hurt a lot last year and only pitched a handful of games in Double A. Um, there's been other well, pitchers that have moved. Who was Ian Anderson's numbers last year? That's in the exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's and here's Mackenzie Gore that was that was lights out. I mean, if you saw him pitch, it was lights out. And it the the true answer is he's probably not ready. I'm just surprised. Yeah that the Padres have taken that stance because that's not the way they operate. Well, they brought uh, Paddock up with no time at AAA, correct? Yeah, I mean, we can go back and take a look, but yeah, he moved pretty quickly. Remember, he, he had Tommy yeah. John surgery, then he was he was hurt, and also, boom, he was up. Well, yeah, how, how much time did Fernando Tatis have in the minors? Not very much. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, San Diego has been incredibly aggressive. So, uh, you know, I, I, and then all I of a sudden, they, spec- let's let's take it slow and easy with with yeah. Gore, which which is the right thing to do. Don't get me wrong; it just doesn't fit. So that's why I think something not fishy is not the right word. There, somebody's not telling us something. 
Well, yeah, we're not getting the full story on Mackenzie Gore. I, I agree there. Because based on past practice, he should have been up already. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. So for and, you and, and me you, and guys who drafted Mackenzie Gore early, or even if you drafted him in the summer league, which I was a little worried about in summer drafts, it still made logical sense. Well, yeah, based on the past practice, uh, and again, that's one of the reasons, you know, when I looked at Mackenzie Gore back in March, right, I figured he'd be up by the All-Star break, okay? That was my train of thought. And one of the one of the leading criteria, other than his skill set that I used in choosing and picking Mackenzie Gore on my early drafts, was past practice of the San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to bring these kids up and and move them to the big leagues quick. So uh, again, I don't think the process was full was was flawed. I just think again, there's got to be something more than meets the eye. Either he's either either he's badly they've determined he is really not ready, or we're not getting the full story. Right. Right. So Paddock, 2017, Tommy John yeah. surgery, 2018, high A pitch, started 10 games. Double right. A, he, he started seven games, 37 and two-thirds innings. 2019, started the year in San Diego. Yep. I yep. think Gore had, I think he had five starts last year. Let me bring that up real quick. He had five starts at Double A. I was just looking at yeah. it. So, I, uh, so yeah. I mean, similar, right? I mean, okay. Very Paddock minus had two the, more. Minus the TJ, yeah, very similar. Very, very much the same. So look, and and high A was fifteen starts, a one oh two ERA, twelve and a half strikeouts per nine, two point two walks per nine. I mean that's that's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. right. So all right, so we don't know the full story and at some point we will find out the full story, but we don't know the full story at the moment. Timmy, that's enough talk. We're past two hours. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad for a short, quick review of the trade deadline, is it? Yeah, and then we go whining about Mackenzie Gore for the last 10 minutes. So. Well, <laughs> As yeah, bitter I mean, fantasy owners. <laughs> well, yeah, ask me if I'm happy, Rich. Go yeah, ahead. I know, I, I know. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to see him pitch. I mean, it just... Uh, yeah, so did it, I. Yeah. And I don't like it, Timmy. When my world, it gets shifted like that, I like things to make sense. And when they don't make sense... I need to find out what that missing, what, what, why isn't this the way it should be? Until I find that out, I'm not going to be settled with Mackenzie Gore. No, I, I agree. Uh, we both put a lot of thought into the way we build our teams, roster our teams. The decisions that we make aren't, aren't made by using, as much as I joke about it, a Ouija board or a Magic 8-Ball. You know, we put a lot of thought into things, and when something disrupts that thought process... Yeah, you want to get answers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we nail more than we we don't. But when we don't and we can't figure out why, that's not good, is it? It is not. Timmy, it's a wrap. I'm going to be doing another podcast probably tomorrow. Good Lord, I'm exhausted from this. But uh, my prospect podcast, I do six of them. Here's my six, Tim. See if these are uh, interesting for you. Okay, far away. Spencer Howard, Trevor Rogers, Keegan Aiken with the Baltimore Orioles. Now, it used to be the oh, Orioles. My, 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 my heart is aching, aching for Keegan. Somebody else now. Josh Fleming, uh, Jose yeah, Israel yeah. Garcia, and then I'm going to finish up with one Lewis Roberts. See if we can figure out 
did he adjust to the league? Then the league adjusted to him, and now he's readjusted, or, or is it all luck? We're going to dig into stats and look at scouting reports. I'm going to talk to people, and that's what we're going to cover tomorrow. So it'll be a quick podcast. I could do a quick one by myself, Timmy. But when you, yeah, and I, I was, when you and I are together, it's forever. So I was just going to say, Rich, if you want to make it a two-hour podcast, I got nothing going on tomorrow. Give yeah, me a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Keegan Aiken, I forgot who he's playing for now, but he did come out through the Orioles organization. So mm-hmm. He's still in the Orioles organization. Okay. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, so he's pitching for the Orioles. That's good for him. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, As a matter of fact, he was no. I'm, I'm, I don't Twenty-five know years old, he... still with the Orioles. Good. I've seen yeah. him pitch a couple of times. So I have a I have some really good scouting notes. I mean, it's funny to me. It's you forget players get moved. There's so many transactions, and uh, guys wind up on other teams. Like, how did that happen? I missed the whole Ross Stripling trade, and you had to remind me of it. So there's so much information that's out there, and things are moving at lightning speed. It's hard to keep track of everything. Well, I, all I can say, Rich, is, is it's a good thing that we're both retired because we don't have time to work, do we? I don't know how we did this when we were both working full time. I, I don't know how we did it. I really don't. I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning and spend four hours on baseball then go do my job, get home, have something to eat and spend two hours in the evening catching up on everything I missed during the day. How's that? Yeah. I probably didn't do my job. <laughs> That's probably yeah. what I did. <laughs> uh, I, I have no comment. I'm, I'm enjoying my, my Frito pension. I want to keep it that way. That's true. I, probably, I, worked, uh, I worked very hard. Anyway, yes, Timmy, we will, we'll talk to you on Friday, my friend. Take 10 with Tim. Sounds good, Rich. Looking forward to it. Be well, my friend. See ya. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.